What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Cheeky Midweeky, where we are making strength and conditioning not boring. This is episode 116, and this week's guest, we have Jake Wilkes, who works for a recovery company called Firefly. Some of you may have heard of him, some of you may not. So this should be a pretty interesting episode for you to kind of learn about who they are, what they are, and you know, if you're a young strength coach and you need to kind of touch up on what recovery is, this will be a good one for you. So we're going to get to the show, but real quick, let me just remind you, our sponsor, Team Builder, go ahead and check them out. If you're looking for something to help your athletes out with online training programs, uh, viewable on the phone or on your iPad, make sure you check them out. Been using it since 2019 at Towson when I was there, so check it out. And without that, let's go to the show. There it is. What position did you play? So I played running back at Sanford University, um, and you know we'd always have kind of Christmas morning would, would basically be when we get our spirit packs, right? When, when you'd have, uh, all the, uh, all, all the swag coming into the, uh, to the field house and you'd get all the sick clothing, which when I first got to Sanford and, uh, for those listening, it's Sanford in Birmingham, Alabama, Sanford, uh, I'm five, seven, 175. Uh, so <laughs> I, uh, I was definitely not, uh, Stanford material, but at Stanford, we, you know, when I first got there, our, our sponsor was Russell, uh, which was an absolute bummer. Cause, uh, I was really excited to get some Nike stuff. And, uh, <laughs> so we got a bunch of this Russell gear and I was like, sick, we got these white tube socks, you know, like it was, it was pretty terrible. So I, I, I ended up giving every single bit of those away, you know, I gave every gear away. And the next year we went to Nike. So I was fortunately, you know, for the next three years of my career, able to get you know, Nike gear. And I still only have like three or four t-shirts from Sanford. Cause as you know, Justin, everybody wants team gear. Uh, oh, so, um, it's the exclusive. It, so, so I gave about, you know, gosh, probably 85, 90% of my gear away. Um, so that, that was always, you know, always good stuff. Um, I have a question for you. Were you like, uh, so my buddy down at, LSU, um, and this is his own words. This is not me saying this. This is me just repeating what he said. He's the head strength coach at LSU, um, Jake Flint. Great dude. Like, yeah, yeah. awesome dude. And it must be in the name, right? Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. he said, he's like, yeah. Um, he's like, I practiced football for Coach Kelly. I was like, huh? He's like, bro. He's like, I practiced. I was on the practice squad. Like, I didn't, I didn't play football, right? So, like, he just – it's his way of making fun of himself. Like, he was yeah. – he played football, but he wasn't actually, um, you know, on the, on the, you know, roster playing on game yeah, day. Right. Yeah. But I, always, I, I, every, I always laugh at that because it's like to one have the ability to laugh at yourself, like that's yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, no, shout out to all those football players listening that if you played and you weren't on the team, like I don't know how you did it. Like Dude. I used to tell the guys that at Iowa, when I was at Towson, or even at. Uh, whatchamacallit at Maryland. Like, I don't know yeah. how you do it. Like yeah. there's the fact that you can be on the team and not play on Saturdays. I'm too vain. Like, fuck that. That's a, that's a, that's a great point. I, I was, uh, so, so again, I, I came to Sanford, uh, you know, Sanford's a division one FCS school. Uh, so pretty high, you know, pretty highly competitive, you Heck know, yeah. at, at a sense of college football. Um, you know, I'm again, five, seven hundred and seventy five pounds, severely undersized. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I actually committed to a college called Carson Newman in Tennessee. Oh, shoot. Uh, I know that. That's uh, My cousin played baseball there. Yeah, it's a good school. I mean, it's a very competitive D2 program. Um, they have great facilities. And so I was excited to go to Carson Newman. You know, I was like, this could be a really, you know, good, a good spot for me. Um, but then, you know, the day before National Signing Day, uh, Pat Sullivan, who was the head coach at Sanford at that time, uh, he called me and was like, hey, Jake, we, you know, we have to have a running back. You were on our board. Um, cause they, uh, they called me after my senior year and basically said they weren't offering a running back cause they didn't have a scholarship allotted to running backs this year cause their roster was full. So I didn't really give Sanford any thought. And then the day before Sunday, you know, Pat called me up. He said, Hey, could you meet at the field house today? And I was like, heck yeah. Um, so I went down and Duh. basically they said that, you know, Sanford's a very like academic school. So they had a running back that couldn't make the grades and dropped out. And they had a running back that went full-time to pharmacy school because uh so so anyways two running backs were down and uh they're like hey we need a running back to commit like tomorrow during signing day so they gave me like a little token scholarship and you know gave me a partial academic partial football it was very minimal um and so i told my parents i was like hey like 
you know, Sanford's expensive. So we're going to have to take out some loans and stuff, but my, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, coach Sullivan and, uh, Brandon Hatcher, who was the recruiting coordinator at the time, was like, hey, we really think you could, you know, earn a spot here, which I think they, they tell every walk-on in the world that, just so you know. Um, they, they, they talk you up, like, dude, you can do this. Uh, you can you can earn it. And I'm like, hell yeah, I can do this. Uh, but, you know, you know, to make a long story short, um, you know, when you come in as an invited walk-on, you're, you know, you're the, you're the, basically the bottom of the, you're, you know, bottom of the, bottom of the totem pole. And uh, my strength coach was Coach Ryan Davis, who's now the head strength coach at Maryland. Uh, so shout out to RD. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. RD treated us like absolute dog poop. <laughs> Man, fuck that. That like, okay, I'm going to interject. Like, fuck that. That pisses uh, me off. Like Maryland. that actually, that shit pisses me off, man. Because like, I don't know if he, if he, if he treated you poorly because you're a walk on and may, like, I'll let you, I'll let you t- continue the story, but I'll never forget, man, Peter Picar, when I was at Iowa, he's like, man, I just want to say, I respect the fact that you didn't treat me any differently. Cause I'm a walk on. I was like, Picar, I didn't even know you were a fucking walk on. Like, Hey, <laughs> I'm an assistant strength coach. I'm not in the meetings yeah. and knowing who's on scholarship and who's not. I don't give a fuck. Like I'm here just to treat you guys. So fuck yeah. that man. Go ahead. Well, it was a, uh, you know, it's his first. So this is already, he was coming from Alabama. It was his first head strength coach role. And he put us all in the same room and he was like, you know, we had all the walk-ons in the room. He's like, I think, I don't know if he was trying like a scare tactic or like trying to, you know, weed out the week, but he was like, raise your hand if you think you're ever going to see the field or something. And, you know, I'm like, boom, baby, like I'm seeing the field. And he was like, well, you're a dumbass and stuff like, so he would just like call you out and all this stuff. But, you know, know, but I do want to give RD some, uh, you know, Ryan actually became, you know, the, the, probably the most pivotal part of my career is we, you know, he would, I mean, we had, uh, I don't know how many, 32 signees, you know, 32 committed to Sanford. I graduated with like eight, um, you know, at the end of the four years, um, RD really pushed me as a, you know, as a, as a young kid, you know, he, he laid it into me as, you know, as far as instilling the, you know, the backgrounds of what it takes to, to play college football. And he put about 25 pounds of, of size on me. Um, I ended up, you know, becoming one of the leaders in the weight room and, uh, was actually awarded the full scholarship my junior year. Uh, so, right. Good for you. um, I, I ended up making it into the rotation. Uh, RD became uh, my voice. Uh, you know, as, as you guys know, in the podcast, the strength coaches are the voice of the team. Uh, they know who's putting in the work. We hope so. Uh, they should be, um, <laughs> you know, 90% of what you do is in the strength conditioning room. Um, and, and the strength coaches know who the dogs are, right? I mean, you know, who the, you know, who's going to be ready to play on Saturday. Uh, you know, who's putting in the work and they should advocate for those athletes to the head coach, you know, and I think, um, coach RD and, uh, coach Ben Ashford, uh, Ben Ashford is the head strength coach at Marshall now, but he came in, uh, RD left my junior year, BA came in my you know junior year and it was a, it was two days before the first game of my junior year uh, is when coach Critch ha- coach Hatcher uh, called me into the office and awarded me a scholarship. And it was obviously the greatest day of my life. Uh, right. You know, they had to call your parents right away. Like, Oh uh, dude. Well, it was funny. Cause uh, you know, we did disciplinary. Uh, so like, so when, when we did our team meetings, we would have like our special teams meetings. And then immediately after special teams, the head coach would come in and, and call out all the athletes that he needed to see for a disciplinary, like, you know, talk before practice. Yeah. Like you missed, so, you missed yeah. academics, you missed whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, you know, that's an athlete on the call knows what I'm talking about. Um, but I was never called on that. You know, I was a, I was a good student, double, double major, you know, got into trouble. Never did uh, nothing wrong. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was just a follow the rules kind of guy. And I'll never yeah, forget. Mom and dad would have come down on you, bro. Oh shoot. Yeah. I would have been, I would have still got back to the woodshed and got spanked. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll never forget coach Hatchett comes out there and he's, he's naming all the traditional guys that had to see him basically every day. Um, and then he goes, and I want to see Jake Wilkes. And everyone's like, what shit? Like, what the hell? You know, they're going nuts. And uh, I remember thinking, I was like, I was racking my brain. Like, what did I do? Like, what is going on? I'm trying to think of everything. And he calls me into the office and he actually, he actually didn't say anything. He just slid his office phone across and he said, hey. And he paused for like 20 seconds. So I didn't know what was happening. And Coach Hatcher, he starts tearing up, man. I'm like, what is going on? And he's like, now, boy, I want you to call your dad. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, still like, what is going on? He's like, 
put you on a full ride today. And dude, I lost it, man. And then the rest of the coaches came running into the, you know, to his office and it was awesome. But, uh, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a three years in the making, right. Where when you're a walk on, you have to do everything perfect. You have to perform, uh, you have to outperform everyone in scrimmages. You know, you got to do everything right. Whereas the scholarship kids, they can make 50 mistakes of practice and be fine. Um, so it was definitely a learning experience. Um, you know, I'm super happy that I sticked it out. And uh, when I there was only me and two other walk-ons that actually lasted all four years uh, from the from the from the class that came in with me. So it was pretty crazy. But, anyways, um, we'll get into recovery. I'll lead it with this though. Uh, we'll get into the firefight too. But you know, I ended up being Lima, a, you know, a, a pretty uh, you know consistent backup. So I was always like number two on the you know depth chart or, or you know two or three depending on how good our uh, back backfield was that season. But everybody on the call knows when you're the second string running back, you get 90% of the reps in practice, 90%, right? The starting running backs, the starting receivers, the starting players, they play, you know, they practice very minimal. Uh, they get every recovery treatment in the world. Uh, they're and treated opportunity, like opportunity and opportunity to recover. Yeah. But it's the backups, right? Shout out to the backups, the second and third strings. Amen. That are getting, you know, four or five miles a day at practice, running 50,000 routes. And then you get in the, tra- you know, the athletic training room. All the seats are filled with the first stringers. They're getting the norm attacks. They're getting the game readies. And then you're left in the foam roller for 10 minutes in the corner. And then you come back to practice the next day feeling like the freaking 10 man. Uh, so I guess that will lead us into why I love Firefly, Justin. <laughs> if, that's good, if that's not a good intro, I don't know what is. <laughs> Listen, I, I can double down and, and confirm that for you because I've, first of all, I was advocating that when I was at Towson. I'm like, listen, we got to find a way to either change how we practice or get more people on the roster because, like, I was thinking as an offensive lineman, first of all, I played offensive line. I was a starter. I was one of the good ones. So I did get my rest so that way I could play well on Saturday. <clears throat> um, like I didn't have to be in the twos if we were ever short. Well, I was talking about like a Towson. Yep. If you don't even have 15, like there was times we were going into camp, didn't even have 15 offensive linemen on the roster going into camp. So you don't even have a three deep O-line. So that means one of your twos is doing some three reps. Yeah. And so that means you might have some of your ones doing some two reps. I was like, we're wearing these dudes down. Like you either got to change how we're practicing or get more people on the roster because you mean they're, they're just, there's more tread on the tire getting worn off. So yeah. when you have more tread on the tire being worn off, what should you do? Oh man. Great question. The answer is firefly. <laughs> just, um, you know, Golly, it's it's hard for student athletes because you, you would say put more effort into your recovery, right? Um, or you would you would recommend those athletes trying to to focus on their bodies more. But then you know as a college athlete, you're not professional yet, so it's not your full time job, right? So then you're 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 trying to balance a, a heavy class schedule, you know, taking your girlfriend on dates and being involved on campus. So you know, I think the uh, the pain point for student athletes is is not only taking care of the body, it's, it's, you know, it's finding the time to, to do that. Um, you know, you're limited to your treatment sessions. You're limited. You're already in the field house for 40 hours a week. Um, and that's not just football. We can crawl, you know, we could talk about all sports, uh, especially the Olympic programs that are playing, you know, they have two to three days to recover, not a full week. Um, you know, you have multiple competitions or baseball. You're playing, you know, double, you're playing double header. Hockey, Um, college hockey. It's insane. Um, the, the demand never stops, right? Like as a college athlete, you're, you're basically just putting miles and miles and you're putting duct tape over your body to make sure, you know, semi, I don't know, semi ready to play. But, you know, even when I played at Sanford from day zero or actually from the start of camp, right? I mean, from the camp to the end of the season, your body's never at peak performance ever again. You know, like you're always playing like, you know, our coach used to ask us like, Hey, where are you at right now? And I'd be like, I'm like 70%, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm at, and then we'd had some players be like, you know, the, the drama Queens would be like zero coach. I'm at 2%. I can't even move. Right. Um, so you have all these different, uh, I, I guess, levels of performance and, you know, whoop, uh, you, technology these days are able, actually able to tell you where you're at. Uh, but we were just guesstimate, you know, we were like, all right, we're, we're probably close to it. Um, you know, but I think that's why there's been such a push. You're seeing it, you know, all over, uh, it's being shared more and more, 
I, I would think in the in the college landscape, there's never been a more a higher emphasis on athlete recovery uh, and, and and athletes taking care of the bodies from LeBron James to Patrick Mahomes to you know to to you name it. Uh, but that's why uh, colleges are spending more money on recovery. That's why professional athletes, if they have the resources, are spending millions of dollars on rehab and recovery. They have their own PTs, they have their own body coaches, um, and it's because your body is your greatest. <laughs> it's your greatest weapon, you know, like it's, it's what's uh, played on the field every day. So um, all that is a great landscape for, for why, you know, our technology has, has become so relevant um, and is, and is really becoming, you know, when it comes to the athletic recovery space, one of the primary tools uh, that these athletes are choosing, you know, for their day-to-day recovery efforts. I a hundred percent agree. I mean, I've used, I mean, shoot for our listeners out there, um, We'll link it in the show notes, but I've, I mean, Jake, we've known each other for what, three, like we're in year three of knowing each other. Yeah, Yeah. four years, like I'm saying, like we've, we've been working together from, I mean, had him at Towson, swear by him for whether we were flying, whether we were driving, um, acute ankle injuries, like it was, I'll tell you what, and like, listen, you can talk about the actual science behind it. I will also say, like, I've read a bunch of books about the placebo effect and I'm not saying that the Firefly is a placebo. I'm going on record saying that right now. Technology, but te- like I'm just saying there is something about when, when an athlete has an acute injury and you're like, hey, I got you. This is yep. something that is going to help you and you can wear it a lot and like instantaneously. And then when I have the athletic trainer being like, hey, yeah, man, make sure you get your Firefly. Like, there's something to that to make the kid feel like, okay, not only am I getting something that is going to help me, but I'm being told it and, and it does work, right? Like my wife and I were talking about this when we finished up our run today, um, like ethically telling people to take things that you don't and like, no, like this is something that I a hundred percent agree in and the kids, like they would respect it. Like, I'll never forget like one of our punters, um, he got hurt. He had, he got illegally run into in one game. He was our kickoff guy and our punter, all American, uh, not all American, all conference, but then transferred out went FBS went to the ACC, um, and he just, he felt like he was being taken care of because it's like, yep. yeah, I'm gonna make sure your plant leg feels good. Like, so there's something to it, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the what, portability is the biggest part. Like that's what you'll talk about. Like, yeah. Uh, and you know, for, for the listeners out there, do you want me to kind of give a brief little overview of Firefly and yeah, talk about the Genesis. I mean, and again, so I'll link to our, our prior conversation, uh, for our listeners, but we've had Jake on before. Um, yeah, just talk about the Genesis, a, a quick version. Like I said, I'll link it down so you don't have to go into as much depth because we've talked yep. about it on the show before. But yeah, just re-remind everybody and I mean, shoot, re-remind me. Yeah, yeah. So the origin story of Firefly is pretty cool because, you know, it started on, on the medical side, um, which is nice because when you talk about a recovery technology, we have all the clinical research, the FDA approvals, um, it, which is, you know, when it comes to, you know, when we get these in the hands of the athletic trainer, uh, in the strength coaches, they want to know what, you know, what is the background of the technology? This, this de- device fireflies the over the counter or the consumer, you know, version of a medical device called the gecko. Uh, the gecko is FDA approved for preventing blood clots, reducing swelling and healing wounds faster post-surgery. Uh, so for those listening, if you've ever had lower extremity surgery, your parents have had knee replacement or any, any type of lower extremity surgery, in the hospitals, they're a lot of times putting on what's called a sequential compression device, an SCD sleeve or an IPC sleeve. In our world, that's a recovery boot. So one of those space boots, leg squeezers, uh, Normatex, uh, Therabody, you know, uh, boots, whatever you're using for pneumatic compression. In the hospitals, they just call those SCD sleeves and IPC sleeves. Uh, it's one thing to be in a Normatec for 20 to 40 minutes, which is easy and it works and it's great. It's another to be put in a compression boot for 24 hours, three to six days post-surgery. Nobody wants to do that, right? So um, our founder, uh, his name is Anthony Jenstead. He's been in the medical distribution world for about 27 years. So basically he sells products to the surgery centers to help with post-operative care, Uh, whether that's cold compression devices, whether that's wheelchairs, uh, whether that's knee braces. um, It's just a bag of products that he sells to help with, you know, the the post-operative surgical care centers. One of the products he was selling was compression boots. So he was selling compression boots to the surgery centers to help with reducing, you know, swelling and helping prevent blood clots. But he was constantly getting complaints from the surgery centers that patients weren't wearing them or tolerating them, right? So they'd be sent home with the leg squeezer 
and they'd wear it for two hours, take it off and get a blood clot at night because they weren't wearing their compression boots. So the devices only work if you wear them. And therefore, Anthony was like, well, man, there's got to be a better option than these like giant leg squeezers that are, you know, keeps people stuck in the bed. Uh, so he just did a good old fashioned Google search. He went to the, you know, went to the website, typed in wearable, portable DBT prevention. DBT is just deep vein thrombosis. And he found this product in the UK called the Gecko. It was winning awards for preventing blood clots, and it was the size of an Apple Watch. So he was really intrigued about how this little sticker for the leg could compete against these big pneumatic compression boots. Um, and so, you know, that was his first kind of interest in the technology, which is something that would be better for his patients. But when he flew out to meet with First uh, First Kind Medical, which owns the patent for the Gecko and the Firefly, um, what they figured out is that instead of massaging and squeezing the lower extremities to get that lymphatic return, you could actually modify the frequencies of a stem device. So for the listeners on the call, you're probably familiar with muscle stem, Mark Pro, Compex, PowerDot, Russian stem, E-stem. There's a million types of stem on the market. But what the medical company figured out is that you could actually modify the frequencies to actually stimulate the nerve directly without fatiguing the muscles of the nerve. Uh, so instead of targeting a muscle group, they targeted the peroneal nerve, which the peroneal nerve starts at the top of the hips, wraps around the fibular head and goes all the way down to the toes. And what they figured out is that when you comfortably and safely stimulate that nerve, the peroneal nerve actually controls the motor functions of the foot and the ankle. So what they figured out is you could put a little sticker, a little NMES device around the nerve. When you stimulate the nerve, it will cause the foot to dorsiflex or flutter. And so in our world, you know, whoever's used Firefly before knows you get this little fly, Firefly flutter. Uh, but in the medical space, it's basically just an ankle pump. So it's just a soleus pump. So if you're a strength coach or an athletic trainer and you've had an athlete get injured and you've ever told them to go to the room, put their feet above their head and pump their ankle, all you're doing is moving blood. And that's what Firefly and Gecko are doing. So in layman's terms, instead of squeezing the lower extremity to get blood passively back to the body or back to the heart, you're using a stem to pump the ankle. And that in return is dynamically and systemically moving blood back to the heart for you. So it's really unique, but it's super simple, right? So pumping the ankle actually is three times more effective than massaging the legs in a compression boot. And that's clinical research. So the research on the gecko and the firefly actually shows that when you stimulate the peroneal nerve, because that nerve runs the entire length of the leg, you actually increase blood flow from hip to toe by 400%, whereas pneumatic compression is 117. So in the, in the, in the medical world, it's three times more effective than the standard of care, which Anthony was obviously excited about. And the research is sound because they only, you know, they did speckle and Doppler radar actually showing the blood flow in the leg. They measured this extensively. And, you know, if you look on our website or anywhere on our ads, you're going to see the word 400%. It's not a number we made up. It's actually a clinically validated number that was done in the medical world. Uh, so for those that are hating out there, like 400% blood flow, impossible. <laughs> Just check the research out. <laughs> you know, it's like we didn't come up with it. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's that good. Um, so anyways, Anthony, uh, again, to start from the origin story, when Anthony realized that this product was flushing the lower extremities, by 400%. And it was also increasing venous and arterial flow, which means you're just getting that systemic blood flow. You know, it was having a huge effect, not only on preventing blood clots, because, you know, when it pulses the nerve, it prevents stasis, which means that blood is constantly moving. So it's pumping blood every second on the second, which in the medical world means it would be impossible to get a blood clot using the gecko. So it kind of clicked that box. But then second, you know, secondarily, because it's flushing the lower extremity so efficiently, it was helping with the swelling and it was helping heal the wound faster. So Anthony brought, uh, he became the sole distributor for the Gecko, which is the medical device. He brought the Gecko to the U.S. and was selling the Gecko to the surgery centers in California. The surgery centers in California were super excited because they had a product that was actually patient compliant. Patients actually worked. <laughs> and not only that, but they were seeing swelling reduction like three times faster than their normal standard of care. So when they would send a patient home with total knee replacement, ankle surgery, knee surgery, hip surgery, it was a sticker. And I don't know if people can see my screen, but this is the size of the Firefly. I mean, it's when I say a sticker, it's an Apple Watch with no strings, no wires, no attachments. The Gecko is the exact same device. It's just all white and it says Gecko. But these, so compression boot, Firefly. <laughs> Uh, it's a no-brainer. Uh, you know, it's it's super portable, and the patients in the medical space loved it. Now, fast forward to how we have Firefly, Justin, is 
Anthony was never really in the sports recovery business. He was always in medical DME post-operative business, but he also did a lot of the bracing. So like uh, people on this call are probably familiar with Don Joy, the Don Joy knee braces that all the office linemen are wearing. Anthony started the Don Joy rep early on his career, and he became the go-to bracing guy in California. So he did like Shaquille O'Neal's knee braces. He did all the Kings knee braces. Um, so he was very uh, plugged in to the physicians and the, you know, the sports medicine professionals in the college and pro sports. He did all the USC linemen's knee braces. So obviously with those connections, when the surgery center started reporting such great outcomes with the gecko, it only took a couple, you know, it didn't take very long for the P, for the physicians, the PTs and the ATs that work for the pro teams to contact Anthony about, hey, this product is doing extremely well in the medical space, but I think it makes a lot of sense in the athletic recovery and performance space because we're getting constant complaints from our athletic trainers having to lug around these heavy modalities when we travel. Could we not just slap this little device on our athlete's legs on flights and, and you know be good to go? And so that's when Anthony's like, well, man, this could be a home run. The Firefly was originally being used by the European rugby and in, in, uh, in Premier League soccer teams. So this, they, they, the Firefly was being used in the UK early, like 2014. Nobody in the U.S. knew about it. So Anthony approached, you know, the, the first kind medical and said, hey, can I, can I bring Firefly to the U.S.? So I know that was not a short story, but um, basically Anthony brought Firefly to the U.S. in 2017 and started selling it to a couple of teams in his backyard. We're based out of Orange County. So the first teams to start using Firefly were the Lakers, Kings, Ducks, Dodgers, uh, USC, Russ Romano was the first, uh, one of the first colleges to implement it, uh, you know, kind of program wide. Um, I was brought on uh, as employee number one uh, in 2018 because uh, Anthony uh, was still running, you know, his medical business and he needed somebody to, to help run sales uh, to grow this in the college and pro sports market. Um, it was pretty, uh, you know, we had a, a really, you know, great <laughs> kind of growth trajectory once teams started realizing how effective the device was. And, you know, in the college and pro world, uh, people talk, it spreads. Um, but that was kind of the background, you know, to our to our technology. We're now in uh, well over 500 college and pro teams. Um, so we've grown uh, tremendously over the past couple of years. Uh, the product is basically becoming, you know, an everyday recovery modality for athletes. You know, it's, it's one thing, um, you know, to be recovered, you know, recovering for 20 to 40 minutes post-practice, whether that's hopping in the cold tub, whether that's getting in a, you know, a compression boot, you know, whether that's doing muscle stem, all those are limited mostly to the training room. You know, you're always stuck either sharing the modality, stuck in the training room and, you know, have a short 20 to 40 minute window, which Justin, when you look at all the research, there's not much showing that 20 to 40 minutes does anything to your uh, you know, to your return to baseline or to getting your body back, you know, to peak performance. So that's where the Firefly can be a really good addition. And, and here, here's the deal, guys. Anytime you can use something in the athletic training room is great. I'm not, I, I used to love the compression boots. I used to love game readies. The problem was I only got to use them once or twice a month because they were always in use and I never had any time. So where the Firefly is adding a ton of value for teams is that athletes can actually put these on post-practice, walk out of the facility with them, and wear them for the next two to four hours while they're in the cafeteria or while they're hanging out with their friends or while they're studying. So there's no limitations toward portability. And again, if we go back to the research, you know, when it comes to recovery, there's sleep, there's nutrition, and then there's blood flow. Uh, the more blood flow you can get, the better. And if you can be in a device that's flushing the legs, you're getting 400% blood flow throughout the lower extremities for two to four hours, yeah, you're going to have fresh legs. <laughs> yeah, you're going to feel better. Um, so, that I mean, it, for the listeners on here, um, my, my advice would be do a leg day workout and then put a firefly on, wear it for two hours, see how you feel the next day. I mean, the proof is in the pudding, right? Um, and that's, you know, that's where we're seeing teams that have, you know, extremely, you know, when they, they have a lot of fatigue, you know, they're able to utilize longer treatment sessions. And the devices, again, are, comes in a pack like this. There's two units in a pack. If you're an athletic trainer or a strength coach and you've got 25 athletes you're trying to recover, you can pack 25 of these in a duffel bag, pass them out, and every single player on your team or, or your ones and twos, your top, your, you know, your high-minute players can get two to four hours of recovery effortlessly 
Um, so, it, you know, in my mind, and when I speak to athletic trainers that are implementing this, and when I speak to strength coaches that are implementing this correctly, their feedback is there's no reason why we should do this. It, it, there's literally no reason. It, 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 it doesn't take effort. Our athletes can use it on the go and we can get them out of our, you know, we can get them out of our training room. Um, so anyways, I'll pause just because I think I talked for about 10, 12 minutes straight there. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you, uh, do your thing. Quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show. This is your yeah, show. No, <laughs> no. Like, uh, I'm glad you said it all, though, because I, I agree. And I was just talking with um, a Power 5 uh, football strength coach the other day, and he's like, you know, picking my brain, like, okay, what, like, you know, this is one of his first camps. And he's like, you know, what's one of the best recovery things that you've ever done? And I was like, I mean, you know, mass produced things. I was like, I love, he asked if I do RPR. I was like, yeah, I do. I was like, but I like the signal six stuff. Cause it's a little yep. bit more mass producible. I was like, but then I also was like, look, I'm a big fan of these because the same thing you said, like I can slap it on a bunch of people. They can use it. They can go about it. Um, I'd even have them do it. Um, with our current, the schedule that we had, we would lift, pra- lift, meet practice. And I had some of my dudes that were diehards. They would wear the firefly in meetings after lift before practice. Or if it was a day that we didn't even lift, they would be wearing them in meetings before practice. So their legs weren't fatigued from just sitting down in meetings. And I I'm, think that would be beneficial whether you practice in the morning or the afternoon. No, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I, I was, a. Uh... I was a, a year, maybe two years ago, Alabama had just won the national championship. And I, their Alabama football is, might be our one of our, if not the biggest user of the technology. They've, you know, Jeff Allen and his team have really, you know, done a great job, obviously. Um, but we're thankful uh, to have the opportunity to work with them closely. And so I took, I took their staff to dinner and I was just asking, like, hey, where are you guys finding the most value using Firefly? I know you use a lot of them. You know, give me some of the use cases. And one of the things they mentioned was, well, Jake, we started, we had a lot of complaints from our student athletes coming to practice, not feeling prepared to practice. Like, you know, their bodies were stiff. Uh, it took them a while to warm up. Um, you know, it took them a while to feel like they were ready to, you know, ready to perform coming onto the practice field. And so we just started implementing it. We put it on our top, you know, top guys that, uh, you know, had these complaints and they'd use Firefly in their pre-practice meetings while they're sitting down watching film for two to three hours, Right. Um, you hear that, boys at Towson? Fucking doing the same shit for you that they did Alabama. That's I, right. <laughs> I had you. I had you fucking back, man. I had your back. It's true though, man. Like you know, even when I played at Sanford, right? Our our protocols were we would we'd come to the field house around twelve thirty, one o'clock, and we were mandatory tape, right? If you were yep. a skilled player, you were taped mandatory, and so we'd get taped around twelve, and then we'd get into our special teams meeting around one thirty, one forty five, and then mm-hmm. we'd get the field at around four o'clock. So. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me explain this. You're in some tight ass ankle tape with no blood flow to your freaking feet. And then you're going to go sit down for three and a half hours. And then guess what the strength coach is doing when you're, when you're taking the field, sprint your ass on the field. You better hit the field running. Right. This, the, this is an opportunity. No jog, no walking on the yeah, field. Oh, no. right? so oh, you're yeah. trying to, you're trying to sprint onto the field yet alone. You, your legs feel like, you know, they're bricks. So, I mean, and you know, and so I was like, well, gosh, Gorby, uh, Gorby was the athletic trainer that I was talking with. I was like, oh, that's freaking brilliant. Like I would have loved to have some type of, you know, anything, literally anything to get blood flow to my feet. Uh, they were freaking purple, you know, by the time I got to practice. So there's lots of different ways to utilize the device. Um, I mean, I think the, the best way to say it is anytime you think blood flow can help the body. Right. And we can speak about pre-practice. We can speak about post-practice. We can speak about flights, travel. Obviously, Justin, we were probably going to get into that. That's kind of been our bread and butter when teams are on airplanes or bus rides. Nobody's wearing anything on airplanes and bus rides unless you're passing around, you know, some type of compression boot or, you know, if you're sharing, you know, whatever it is. Compression maybe stock. you're having some ice. Like maybe that's maybe, the one thing. Um, like, but you're still taping that on. Like that would be like if, you're, if people are going to be like, oh, they're going to do like that would be something, I guess. Yeah, there's just there's not really a good solution. I mean, no. again, do nine hour bus rides to BMI, which nine that's, hours. So the guy that I used the guy that was at Towson, um, Shinnick, who he was coming from Division two world. 
like you just said, nine hours, seven hour bus rides, they used to stop halfway to move the kids. So like, yeah. this is re like this fucking happening. Like, oh. and he, and, and it's such an ingrained thing in these coaches that have to drive that far. If you're NIA high school division two, like I said, he literally was like, Oh, you know, any, you know, Justin start thinking about when we have bus trips, like we're going to have to stop halfway. I'm like, coach, we're talking like a three hour bus ride. Like, I mean, it again, I was like, Hey, we got this device. Yeah. We don't need to stop. Yeah. And I mean, three hours, like that's literally what oh. you used to do then stop and go. So yeah, three hours for us was the shortest trip we'd go to. I mean, we, we'd, I mean, our trips were three, six, eight, nine hours. So you're talking about getting off a bus, you know, an hour bus ride and then going to sit in what, what do you do after you get to a hotel? You, you go to me the, yeah, you go you, meetings, you go to meetings, you sit more and then you're expected to play at 11 AM. Um, so, you know, having a device like the firefly where you can put it on the leg, it's simple. It's a sticker. You put it on the athlete's leg, you know, you're traveling four, six, eight hours, whatever it is. Another study that we have is basically showing when you, you when you pump your ankle, you're moving blood back to the heart, similar to walking, you get, uh, essentially 62% of the blood flow that you'd get from ambulation or walking. You actually get that sitting down passively in a firefly. So that's a ton of blood flow to get while sitting passive. Well, you think about being on a six-hour bus ride, you're non-load-bearing, right? So you're not fatiguing your body, but you're getting constant blood flow similar to a recovery walk. So, I mean, or at altitude, right? When teams are flying, you know, we have a bunch of, if, if you guys follow me, if you if you don't follow me on LinkedIn, uh, shout out, you should. Um, but <laughs> but I've, I've been doing a couple of LinkedIn posts recently because there's a lot of men's basketball programs flying for their foreign tour. You know, there's tons of uh, basketball programs, women's and men's that are on their foreign tours this summer going from everywhere from, you know, Italy to, you know, to gosh, I saw Sweden. Um, so all over the place. And the, the past two posts, one was UConn men's basketball national championships. We're flying, we're flying to, you know, flying to, uh, I think Europe wearing the firefly devices. The post before that was Tennessee basketball, you know, so you're talking about some of the top teams in the country that are flying international, you know, with Firefly, because if they can get, you know, 20 pairs of Firefly can fit in the athletic trainer's duffel bag when they get on the plane and they can pass out a little sticker for all 25 and 30 of their players and get constant blood flow. What's the alternative? There's really not one, right? You're not, you're not bringing 20 compression boots on a plane. You're not passing out 20 Mark pros on a plane. Um, so this is one of the few modalities that allows athletes to get constant blood flow and, you know, your whole team can recover on a flight. Um, I'll even speak uh, again towards post, you know, post practice or, or excuse me, post game, post event. When you're uh, when you're Olympic sports, let's just say soccer, you're playing usually on a Thursday, Saturday. Uh, you're you're playing, you know, about two to three games in between. You got to travel and recover. You know, you take about a two to four hour bus ride. If you're waiting two to four hours to do any type of recovery till you get back to the facility. <sighs> You know, you're, you, you, you've already got all that blood sitting in the athlete's legs. The biggest feedback we have from a lot of our Olympics teams is, well, man, we can put these on immediately post game and we can take a four hour bus ride and we can get our athletes four hours of recovery before the other team is even back to the field house. I mean, it's a tremendous advantage, especially because that compounds over time. Right. You know, if you if you're if you're constantly having to do these quick treatments after these athletes have been extremely fatigued. And they go sit on a bus for four to six hours, all that blood's in their legs. They come back to the field house and then you what? You practice the next day so you don't have any time to recover. And by the time they get out to practice, they're even more fatigued. Um, so I do think the recovery window, the recovery times is extremely important uh, for athletes. And if you're an athletic trainer or a strength coach and you could leverage a four-hour flight, a four-hour bus ride and turn that into four hours of recovery, you are leaps and bounds above the other team. Um, and I think that's why so many of our Olympic sports have started, you know, utilizing this after every game. I know. I mean, I personally will, <laughs> like if we're on a long flight, I'd be like, or a long ride, whether it's, you know, personal or if we were doing a, a travel, I'd be doing the same thing. Cause I'm like, all right, I got to get work done. Like, let me be productive during this time. All right, I'm going to get work done. I'm a program, I'm a read, whatever. And then it's like, all right, I'm not only going to do that, but I'm going to make sure that my let end, I'll tell you what, it is crazy how my legs don't feel, like you said, that dead feeling from just sitting and doing nothing. And then especially, like, yes, do you, that, that's the thing about with athletes. It's like, look, do you have to do one extra thing after the game? Yes. 
you, you do have to put this on after and you, you make sure you put it on the right spot. But you know what? When you get back to the facility, you feel so much fucking better. Like, shut up. Just do yeah, it. And like that was, that was what, that was my pitch. I was like, just, just do it. Like, do try it. it. Yeah. I'm not making you. Yeah. But like when the kids that liked it did it and they're like, then they see their, like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't tired. It's like, there's a reason. Like, I have limited b- words that I'm going to say. I'm not just going to say this just because like I'm literally yeah. here to help you. Yeah. And it's, it's almost dummy proof, right? When you think about an athlete tool, you need a dummy proof modality. I mean, all you have to teach your athletes, is this here. Their head. Like... <laughs> uh, you, you point to the fibular head and then this little sticker. Uh, when you look at these arrows, there's an X marks the spot that goes directly <laughs> on top of the fibular head. And I get asked a lot of times and you're going to get asked this when you're implementing it. Um, you know, this, this goes on the fibular head, which is right below the knee. Most of the time people think I'm just getting blood flow to the calf, right? I'm getting blood flow to where the, to where this is being put on. The unique thing about the fireflies, it's not a muscle stem. So you're not just getting blood flow to a certain area because of the muscular contractions. When you stimulate the peroneal nerve, even though you're putting this below the knee, you get an increase of blood flow by 400% throughout the whole leg from hip to toe. So even though it's below the knee, you're getting the same amount of blood flow in the hamstring, the quad, the glutes, everything. So just keep that in mind because that's kind of one of the biggest questions we get asked is like, well, Jake, can I put this on my hamstring? You don't need to. You put it below the knee and it works just the same. The reason why we put it on the fibular head is because where the peroneal nerve runs through the calf is where it's most superficial and where it's easy, the easiest to stimulate it um, using the, the technology. So for, for lower extremity, uh, any type of injury, swelling, uh, you know, anything you have as far as lower extremity, you'd still put it on the fibular head. Um, now I do want to, ca- you know, make a little caveat and, 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 and just ex- ex- describe this real fast. Cause we're going to get asked this question too. What about upper extremity? Right. Uh, Jess was probably going to ask that, or somebody's going to ask that, um, the patent on the technology is to be able to stimulate the peripheral nervous system safely and, and, and comfortably. The peripheral nervous system in the upper extremity, there's a couple of nerves you can stimulate, radial, median, brachial, ulnar. Um, they're all on the arm, and you can st- stimulate it via the, the firefly. Um, all of our clinical research is on the peroneal nerve, so we don't advertise it or we don't uh, put a lot of stuff out there on the upper extremity. But we do have to let teams know that it's being used <laughs> on the upper extremity because uh, – more and more teams are having amazing feedback. You know, we're, we're in 28 of the 30 MLB teams now. So we've become one of the more, you know, adopted technologies for the MLB space. Yes, they're using on flights. Obviously, they're playing 162 plus games a year. They're flying every day. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, but when we went out to the MLB winter meetings last year, we were blown away about how many teams were already using on the upper extremity with their pitchers daily. Um, so we we did a lot of questions and you know a lot of you know searching on our end to figure out how our team's best implementing on the upper extremity now we're getting more and more football players we had a lot of exposure last year when georgia was playing in the national championship game um ron ron corson over at georgia uh, they implemented it last season uh for recovery and travel and all the above but he shot me a text or he called me mid-season and was asking about upper extremity placements and stuff and i told him where to place it and you know kind of gave him some of the feedback teams are having. I didn't know if he ever implemented it or not until the national championship game, Holly Rowe is doing her reporting and it was the, the, the day of the game and she's reporting on what Georgia uh, is doing, you know, to, to lead up to the game. Like, how are they, what are they doing? And she goes on to say that she spoke with Ron and next thing you know, she's wearing a firefly on her forearm. Shut up television and i'll send you the clip justin so you can uh you could post it uh if you want to but basically she's wearing a firefly on her forearm and says i was speaking to ron corson and he says they're wearing this little device called the firefly and it's what stetson bennett's been using to keep his arm fresh all season long so next thing you know i'm getting a million t- of course you are all of our athletic <laughs> what the heck, Jake, you didn't tell me we could use this on the upper extremity and all this stuff. So um, I'm having to make sure that people know, uh, again, we don't have clinical research. It's anecdotal as in it's just been feedback. But if you, you know, if you want to try it as a healthcare professional or as a strength coach that you want to, you know, implement it with your athletes, we've had a lot of great feedback. We have a lot of baseball programs, a lot of quarterbacks, um, a lot of teams using it, having, you know, good, good success. The feedback is basically, you know, we can stimulate the nerve in the arm. It affects the whole arm. We get a little flutter in the hand, but it's not a aggressive stem. So my athletes don't feel like it would fatigue them 
you know, they're still wearing it for about two to four hours post-practice or post-game. Yeah, no, I mean, I used it for uh, <clears throat> any of my guys that had beat up shoulders, right? Like same thing, or if a quarterback um, doing a lot of throwing. So, I mean, I, I was definitely one of those guys that was like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I had heard something, but I'm like, hey, like, Might as well. I, I get, yeah, I, it was literally like, okay, if it works on the leg, can it work on the arm? Because like I said, I have, like, I got a bunch of them and it's like, yeah. I got dudes that are banged up. Like, could this work? Like, I'm always, like, I'm always willing to, to push the needle. And then, so I was like, right, let me ask him first before I just go ahead and haphazardly do it. Cause it's like, I wouldn't have thought to put it on that site. So that's why I was like, all right, let me ask him. Yeah. I would say the radial nerve is where we probably see it most common. Um, and I mean, we're, we're having more and more, we're expanding into more sports, tennis, swim and dive. You know, we're seeing a lot of tennis players using it. We're seeing a lot of swim and dive players. Um, so we're getting more and more. And I hope, you know, as we grow as a company, I think we're going to put some, you know, some, some more research behind upper extremity to, to kind of just validate what we're doing. Um, but for right now, you know, when I asked athletic trainers, the feedback has been, Jake, my athletes feel better and they keep asking for it. So we give it to them. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I don't know how a better <laughs> it um so uh, at the end of the day if your athlete doesn't like it don't use it yeah it's as simple as that not this not only this for so the listeners out there it's same exact thing the same coach that i was talking to about the recovery he was like because he's like listen man i'm not about to stick a kid in a cold tub for recovery when he's in there like freaking out maybe he's not recovering or if he doesn't like a hot tub like or if he doesn't like what he's like, I don't want to give. And because we were talking, I was like, look, I used to have like setups, like, Hey, we're going to do these stations and within these stations, here are your choices. So that way you feel recovered. Right. And that's where he's like, yeah, look, like I, I don't want to give somebody something that they don't want. So like, if they don't want the firefly <clears throat> deal with it, that you got more of them to use for the guys that want it. Because like I said, I had dudes that were just rifling through it. And <clears throat> anecdotally again, uh, somebody that I heard from the Titans, like dudes were wearing it so much that like they were, uh, like their skin, like they had to put like lotion on because they were just like, they didn't want to take it off because it was helping them get back. And you know, in the NFL, you got to be ready to perform. Absolutely. Like, Taking a quick break from the show to talk to you guys about our sponsor team builder. If you have any online training platform needs, team builder is the go-to place. Team builder has the ability to integrate with velocity based training tools they have the ability to program and have notes and videos for all of your athletes and your clients. This is your number one stop shop. Been using it since 2019 when I was working at Towson. So I've used it, love it. Make sure you check it out. Go ahead, click the link down in the description. And with that, let's get back to the show. Yeah. So let's get into that a little bit too. Well, let me let me say this too, Justin. That's a great point. I think it, placebo effect is is a real thing. And if athlete if an athlete feels like they're recovering they're probably recovering, you know, in their mind. Um, so if an athlete is putting on a firefly and they don't like the way their foot flutters and they don't like the way it feels, my, 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 my feedback would be, it is a little weird when you, when your foot's fluttering without you wanting to flutter. So just know that some athletes are going to think it's the coolest thing in the world and they're going to freaking love it right out the gate. And then some athletes will be like, Oh, this is super weird. And that's okay. You know, that that's, that's recovery. I would say though, and Justin knows this, after you wear it a couple of times, your body gets a little used to it and you don't that, that you barely even notice that your foot's fluttering. Like it's it's a really minimal tick. I will interject too that like I used to be the jack wagon that was like, I gotta make it the most extreme flutter to the yes. point where like, okay, I can barely stand it, I'll take it down a notch. And then I remember <laughs> like either you or you were like, Bro, like just get that thing moving and you're good. Yep. Now I will also say on the package it's like, Oh, it, obviously it says don't drive with it fantastic because yeah. people would but it's like yeah you could wear it when you sleep and i'm like bro there's no shot i'm sleeping with this on if you can sleep with it on more power to you i yep. tried i tried because yeah. i had an achilles thing and i'm like i can't do this like yeah that's definitely based you know per athlete i mean we uh, believe it or not we have a ton of athletes to do sleep in it mainly for that's what i'm saying good for them let them so, do it and just to explain this a little bit better that the firefly has seven levels of stem so when you when you turn it on you'll see a plus minus button so each level increases the stem. And what I tell athletes is, again, you do not need to crank it up as high as you can. I remember when I was in the field house. Don't be me. Yeah, we used to wear muscle stems, and I would look at the guy next to me like, hey, what level are you on? All right, crank that bad boy up, right? Uh, <laughs> you, you don't need to do that with Firefly. I literally, as soon as your foot ticks, like your foot will slightly tick, that's the level you need to be on. Um, and when you move, when you're, when you're up and walking, 
your 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 motor system overrides that flutter. So there's no it does. there's yeah, no effect. Right. You can walk around with no issues. But when you're at rest, your feet will dance a little bit. And like like Justin said, you don't need to be at level seven. Um, now, if you're an offensive lineman and, you know, you have giant legs and you're 300 something pounds, you might need to be at level seven for your foot to flutter. I mean, that's just the way it is. So every athlete's going to stimulate at a different level. But the foot tells you what, what level you need to be on. When the foot moves, stop it there. You're good to go. Um, when it comes to wear times, Justin, I think, you know, we and this is something I wanted to touch on, too. Uh, when it comes to recovery, just general recovery, we'd recommend wearing the device on both legs and we'd recommend wearing it for about one to four hours. Um, the research we have on delayed onset muscle soreness shows that if you wear it between two to four hours, you can basically recover, get your body back to peak performance in 28 hours. So we did a, a, a study on rugby players in the UK, which we were based out of the UK, so we did rugby. Uh, but basically what, what we saw is that a professional rugby team took about 72 hours post-match to get back to their peak performance levels. And that was without any uh, added modalities or it was just the natural healing process of the body. What we wanted to do is figure out what was the most effective dosage or the effective wear time of a firefly. So we put it on a different wear time to figure out how effective it was. When the rugby players wore the devices for two to four hours, they were able to get their body back to their peak performance level in 28 hours. So that's peak performance body. measured. Vertical uh, jump what? in the blood. So they did some creatine kinase studies and Shit. they took effective and objective measurement. So it was a three. Uh, it was based off three uh, kind of three tiers, but 28. You know, so from 72 hours to 28 hours is a tremendous uh, amount of time, especially in the Olympic world where you're playing multiple games in a week, right? So again, that's why we recommend maximizing it for one to four hours of recovery. We we would try to, you know, try to get you to those two to four hour wear times. Now, after four hours, it didn't really have a greater effect on recovery. So that's why we would say there's really no need to wear it for more than four hours for recovery. Now, let me make a, a, a second point when it when it comes to injuries, Okay, so when you're talking about an athlete that has an ankle sprain, a hamstring, a quad, anything that you're, you know, when it comes to, you know, inflammation or, you know, swelling in the body, blood flow is beneficial for swelling. Uh, So we would recommend the longer, the merrier in the firefly. So if you had and that's why some of these athletes, when it comes to return to play or for some of these athletic trainers, they'll put, you know, we'll just speak about ankle sprain because that's probably the most common if you have an ankle sprain, you can put a fire on day zero as soon as that as soon as they get the sprain, and that athlete can wear the device for 24 hours. Um, or if they can't sleep on it, they could wear it for the entire day while they're sitting in class. So think about it. You're getting constant treatment even when you're not in the treatment room, right? So you can come in for PT. You can come in for active rehab. You could go through all your traditional protocols, and they can do everything they want to do as far as rehab and treatment. But then when they leave the facility, that athlete's still wearing Firefly and you're still getting constant blood flow. Not only that, you're also forcing a slight range of motion. So what's the number one or maybe not number one, but I remember I sprained my ankle a ton in college. The hardest thing for me was constant stiffness, right? When you get treatment, you feel pretty good right after the treatment because your ankle has been moved around. You've had range of motion, but then you go sleep or you go sit in class for six hours and then you try to move again. And what do you feel? Absolute stiffness, man. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a device on your ankle that's causing you to get constant range of motion, your ankle is going to feel a lot more prepared to, to, to be active. So that's the feedback we've had on ankle sprains. And I could, you know, if anybody wants to email me or call me, I've got a million different uh, references when it comes to ankles, you know, ankles and different things like that. Um, but even, you know, shout out to Jimmy Butler. Um, when Jimmy Butler, everybody's watching the finals and you, you guys can go to our Instagram page today. Um, but when Jimmy hurt his ankle, it was highly showcased all over ESPN uh, for, for that ankle sprain because he, he obviously he, he had to play or, <laughs> or, you know, he didn't have a shot if he wasn't, you know, for So, well, I knew uh, so I know Armando, his AT pretty well. And the, the Heat used the Firefly a lot for travel, everything else. But Armando is his main, you know, PTAT. And he sent me a picture the next day and they had Firefly on him immediately. And I was like, sick. Like, it's awesome, man. Like, thanks for the pick. I hope he gets better. What I didn't know, though, was that Jimmy Butler, who has over millions of followers on his Instagram, would post all day wearing the Firefly. So the next day on his Instagram story, he's walking around New York City. And I'm talking like 20 to 15. If you follow him on Instagram, he does like 50,000 stories a day. Uh, <laughs> like he documents his entire life. Um, word. And he has a full, like a, a professional camera guy that follows him around everywhere. Uh, so he has a pretty cool Instagram because you can see like, you know, it's kind of cool to follow him. But 
I didn't even, we had no idea anything was going to happen. But the next day, all over his Instagram, he was wearing Firefly in like every picture because he was trying to get that swelling down, right? He was trying to get that ankle healed. So he was wearing it nonstop. Uh, he was actually, uh, he, there's a picture that's pretty cool he's meeting with. I don't know if you know Ronnie Fig at Kith. Uh, Kith uh, Kith's a big designer or whatever, but he was with Ronnie wearing the Firefly. I was like, we should do a collab, Ronnie. Hit me up. <laughs> but uh, it was just cool because, you know, like in the, in the most pivotal, you know, time, uh, they were using Firefly to, as, you know, and I'm sure they're using every other, you know, treatment in the world, but it was just cool to see. That, uh, you get you know, to be one of them. Like that's, yeah, you know, hey, for, like you said, you were employee number one back in 2018. <laughs> and right. you're watching a dude that helped win Eastern Conference finals. Like, yeah. That's, I mean, that's got to be like a pinch me moment. Yeah, it was cool, man. I mean, it was a, uh, and we had a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, like articles pick it up, like what's on his leg and like all this stuff. And, you know, it's just, you know, a testament to how, uh, you know, how the Firefly is being trusted by the top, you know, top players and teams in the world. That's cool as shit. Like, there's really no other way around that. Um, you've talked about your contact. You've talked about other things. I mean, we've teased it a lot. What, for anybody that's listening, and maybe they're a young strength coach or AT, PT, whatever, <clears throat> briefly talk about the lymphatic system and just why this works just for anybody that maybe is like, oh, I understand, you know, cardiovascular or <coughs> the, you know, blood and the circulatory system better, but like lymphatic, like, oh, you know, they know the nervous system, but like explain it and explain why movement is key and it cannot be passive. I mean, Gosh. superficial high like high level like you know i'm not asking you to dive deep yeah, but just yeah. a quick little refresher as to why it matters i mean you know when you think about gosh blood flow throughout the body it is it is key right and lymphatic system is essentially running it's it's the it's the key behind your body um and if, you, if you're getting you know fresh nutrients and reoxygenated blood flow into you know your system you're really going to help a ton of things the body heals faster you know you get a lot of that stiffness soreness swelling in your you know in your body just it's just it's just great for overall body recovery and and i think you know from from an, a big level you know your athletic trainers and yourself are going to be able to see the results that it has from from getting the increased blood flow for sure yeah no man it's it, it for sure was able to to help with you know removal and pumping of any of those like you said harmful pathogens and you know that was one of the things that i was always trying to trying to balance too it's like hey how like how soon is too soon to put it on or you know do we you know waving through you know in the off season like okay you don't need to feel that good so let's not use it when we don't need it or only utilizing it before games because okay monday tuesday wednesday i'm not too interested in how recovered you are depending on who you are right so it's just waving it and understanding it so that way we can you know continue to get that adaptation and get you feeling good um but yeah man thank you for for coming on and talking again like i said to our listeners out there i'm gonna link the og conversation with them um you know i'll link to firefly below um but if anybody wants to reach out to you directly how can they do that so it's pretty easy my uh my my email is jake at recoveryfirefly.com um and you know you could always hit me up on that it's you know if you guys want to get samples or you want to have a zoom call, whatever it might be, you know, I'm happy to set that up. Uh, again, LinkedIn is good. You have Jake Wilkes on LinkedIn. Our Instagram is recovery firefly or firefly recovery. Um, and then my Instagram is just Jake Wilkes 30. So any, any, any of those options are super easy. Um, I, I will respond quickly. Uh, typically how we work with the team is we'll just get samples out, uh, you know, allow you to actually feel the technology, you know, try it on your athletes, evaluate it and then we could do a you know an overview call and uh all that as well um you know as as people are continuing to you know to reach out and uh you know where would you say you know you guys are planning on going in the next you know one two three years like as this does the technology need to change for anybody they're like okay i heard it now and maybe they're listening like so it's you know friday august 4th for anybody listening now let's say they're listening to this two, three years down the road, is the technology going to change very much or is, you know, has the gecko changed or where are we at with that? Yeah. So we're in the third version of the technology. So we've, we've done three updates, three iterations over the past couple of years. The next move for us, and this is 
hopefully 12 to 16 months down the road is is de developing and releasing a rechargeable version. So right oh, now, the device has 30 hours of use per device or per unit. So you get 30 hours in this little unit. It's basically a battery. That 30 hours, you know, you can reuse over and over again. So most athletes are getting about 15 plus treatments per device. Um, after those 30 hours are done, you would dispose of it and grab another pair. And and, and that's that can be a you know, positive and negative to, to universities. One is that it keeps the price point. You know, we sell these for below $40 a pack, you know, so you're looking at less than 40 bucks, you know, for a pack, uh, which is, you know, about a dollar an hour for recovery. The rechargeable version uh, will be where you can, you know, obviously recharge it. Uh, it'll be a little bit higher price point, probably maybe three to 400 bucks. We haven't done, you know, we haven't marked it, but with any electrode-based product, with any STEM product, you still have to dispose of the pads after so many treatments, right? Yeah, you know, yeah you're right. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, you, can, you can bring out the pros and cons in a bunch of different things, but we do know that it would be a good option for, you know, for consumers that want to order it and, and everything else. So we do have that coming. Uh, we're working on getting that out, but we'll always offer both units, you know, both versions, just because, you know, teams might like, you know, I guess pick your flavor, right? Whichever one you think best fits. Yeah. And hearing you say that, I'm like, you know what? I probably would still go for the disposable one because it's like after a while, yeah. like you said, you want to get rid of it anyways. But I mean, shout out to you guys for continuing to have the third, like <clears throat> not just being like, oh, it is what it is. It's like, no, how can we improve and make the product better? So that's awesome, man. I've had a, I've had a pleasure catching up with you over this last hour. So thank you again for coming on and uh, have a good rest of the day, man. Appreciate you, Justin. We'll talk soon, my friend. Is there Congratulations on making it to the end of the video. Why don't you celebrate by watching more videos just like it? You can also help us on our quest to placate the algorithm gods by liking, sharing, subscribing, and commenting. Thank you.